0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Periodical Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kevin, joined by Tavis. Howdy-ho. So you guys better strap in. This week, we'll be discussing crude drawdowns and price disconnect. It'll cover the content in this week's Periodical that I posted this past Wednesday,
1: September the 16th. So Tavis, take it away. All right, the media team here at Rare Petro, well, we've been doing what we do best, keeping an eye on market conditions and trends to keep you all informed, and we have noticed that a disconnect has been growing between crude oil prices and the principles of supply and demand that typically set commodity prices. So basically, since that dual black swan events of the Saudi-Russian price war and COVID, the oil industry has been rocked by volatility and violent price swings, as we have seen in discussed. And the growing supply demand imbalance balance experienced in March and April was a key driver, setting the price of crude. But over the past six weeks, domestic crude oil inventories have been falling, indicating the tides have turned and the industry is moving back into balance. The result has led to stable prices near the $40 range since June with little movement or volatility. Well, that is until the week of September 7th, when
0: prices violently dropped after Saudi Arabia cut its official crude selling prices to both Asian and US buyers in an attempt to boost demand. Basically, oil prices have been on a losing streak after optimism about demand recovery got absolutely crushed. Doubts about whether China's capacity to continue buying record amounts of crude and Saudi's sharp reduction in their October prices for those Asian and US buyers has signaled a market change in the upbeat attitude from earlier this year. The move struck fear in market participants, highlighting the growing disconnect between free market principles of supply and demand and how emotional bias can influence the actual price of crude oil. Instead of following commodity principles, pricing has largely focused on overall market sentiment.
1: So how do we know there's a disconnect? Well, by looking at crude oil storage. I'm sure all of you in either high school or college, if you went have some idea of a supply-demand graph, and uh, the idea, in a perfect world, makes sense, but not holding up right now. So the global demand for petroleum liquids declined significantly in March and April of 2020, and as a result, global oil inventories increased at record levels, rising by an average of 5.9 million barrels per day in the first quarter and 7.2 million barrels per day in the second quarter of 2020. As a result of lower demand and ample global oil inventories, Global crude oil futures fell in March and April to record lows, forcing producers of the world to jointly enact global production cuts. I mean, that makes sense, right? Way too much oil, price goes down. These cuts did top 10 million barrels per day in June, which ended up halting the excess inflow into global storage. With continued cuts by global producers and a return in global demand, for six straight weeks from July 17th to August 28th, there has been a drawdown in domestic crude oil inventories, each surpassing the expected level of decline.
0: Yeah, so Tavis, I'm actually looking at the chart right now. We can pretty much actually bring that drawdown all the way back to kind of June. There were there were some weeks of drawdown, buildup, drawdown, buildup, where if you look at our periodical online, we've got a chart of everything. But kind of like Tavis said, starting that week of July 17th, each and every week, there's these massive drawdowns. I mean, we're talking... 7 million, 8 million, 4 million, 4 million, 4 million, million, 7 million, 9 million, and all of these are surpassing the forecasted amount of drawdowns by, you know, 5 to 6 million barrels. So clearly there's these
1: massive, massive drawdowns that we're seeing. And that's awesome. But if you look at the pricing, it didn't really change much from outside of going from $41 to mid 42. Exactly. It's just, that's this disconnect that we're seeing. So, after months of buildups, inventory drawdowns provided a breath of fresh air, indicating a correction to the out-of-control supply and demand imbalance. This is where things start to go sideways, though. The Energy Information Administration reported a crude oil inventory drawdown of 9.4 million barrels, and that's the highest drawdown since inventories began to build, driven by Hurricane Laura for the week ending August
0: 28th. So we talked about this briefly a bit before, but this hurricane made landfall on August 27th near Cameron, Louisiana, as a category four hurricane with wind speeds topping 150 miles per hour, making it the strongest ever hit the state. But it spent days moving through the U.S. Gulf of Mexico, forcing operators to shut in an estimated 1.55 million barrels of crude oil production per day, which is about 85% of the region's total. So based on data from the EIA, the evacuation of nearly 300 platforms forced U.S. production to drop below 10 million barrels per day for the first time since 2018. Now with crude oil inventory drawdowns, paired with this domestic production data that we're seeing, proves that demand is currently outpacing supply. And based on this information, supply and demand principles indicate that the price of oil should rise. But that hasn't
1: been the case. What we saw is the price of oil remaining low following weekly, weekly inventory drawdowns that were smashing records, while inventory builds have continued to cause the price of oil to fall. So Kevin, why? Why is this happening? Well,
0: I did some digging and I found a potential answer to this problem, and it comes in the form of that same hurricane and Gulf Coast refining. So since over 45% of total US petroleum refining capacity is located along the Gulf Coast, Hurricane-related shutdowns can, and I do mean can, severely affect crude oil demand. And that makes sense to me. What about you? Yeah, no issues there. Okay. According to the EIA, around 3 million barrels a day of U.S. refining capacity was closed or at least reduced when Laura made landfall. Now, Gulf Coast oil production facilities, refineries, really all energy infrastructure, it's designed to withstand harsh weather conditions such as these, but extreme weather will still shut these facilities down.
1: Now, in normal times, hurricanes may cause substantial but temporary disruptions to refinery operations, gasoline distribution, and create local shortages given the concentration of the refineries in the Gulf Coast. So, such a shutdown resulting in 3 million barrels per day drop in refining capacity would create an equivalent reduction to crude demand. Basically, a hurricane pulls 3 million barrels per day of demand off the table. But that correlation holds true in normal times. And... (laughs) I would not describe 2020 as normal. Since U.S. refineries are currently operating well below their design utilization, there is plenty of refining capacity outside of the Gulf Coast to contain a widespread supply disruption. So, sorry Kevin, the ability for other refineries to make up hurricane-related deficits in the Gulf Coast does not appear to be what has ensured, elongated, depressed oil prices as inventories are drawing down at historic levels. Any other ideas? Not ideas and answer, really. I just wanted to give some options before giving the people the truth. Keep them on their toes.
0: I like it. So, plain and simple, the market's just misbehaving. Oil prices are no longer following a free market where supply and demand principles set a commodity price.
1: We've actually reported on this issue in a couple of previous articles, such as crude utilization and commodity pricing, the relationship between storage at the Cushing Hub and its influence on WTI pricing, and differential price recovery, how regional forces are bringing back benchmark prices towards equilibrium. So be sure to go to the Rare Petro website and check out those periodicals if you haven't already. So what we're seeing in the latest oil market turmoil comes
0: during major turbulence in the stock market, and basically the two have been mimicking each other's behavior. Now when it comes to the relationship between oil and stock pricing, conventional wisdom actually states that the two have an inverse correlation. But currently, oil prices in the stock market are mimicking one another by falling in tandem. In fact, WTI prices plunged 7% on September 8th to $36.76 a barrel, crude's worst day and lowest closing price in nearly three months. That same day, the three most widely followed indices in the US, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and the NASDAQ Composite,
1: dropped 28 23 and 5% respectively. Yeah, that was a pretty bad day for my portfolio, but nonetheless, what Kevin is trying to say is that if inventories are being drawn down, demand is outpacing supply, and the price of crude should rise. That's the basic economic idea. But if oil prices drop, the stock market is expected to rise. Neither of these two actions took place over that week. Historically speaking, when global inventories increased, supply outpaced demand, and the price decreased. As inventories have drawn down, demand has outpaced supply, and prices increased or at least remained neutral. This logic was thrown out the window the week of September 7th, when after six straight weeks of drawdowns and limited price movement, a minuscule uptick in crude oil inventories cratered the price of oil by 7%. What?
0: Yeah, Tavis, it just doesn't make sense. Six weeks of crude drawdowns, and it wasn't small crude drawdowns. I mean, you heard me say those numbers before. Six, seven, eight, nine million barrels of drawdowns, and the price
1: just remained constant. It climbed a little bit, but I think the peak we got to was, what, $42, $43 a barrel? Yeah, at the very highest, and that doesn't make any sense, considering not only did it draw down, it smashed the expected forecasted records by, like you said, sometimes up to 6 million barrels. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this tiny upkick, a 2 million
0: barrel inventory build, caused the price to drop some $6 a barrel, 7%. I mean, it just... Instant Armageddon. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on. Take yesterday, for example, the American Petroleum Institute reported a nearly 10 million barrel draw from domestic inventories. Oh my God. 9.5 to be exact. And the price of oil did not move. Granted, it came up this morning, but not even close to the 7% it lost when the same company announced a mere 2 million barrel increase the previous week. Just there's this huge disconnect,
1: Tavis. I mean, it's clear. And you see it even, I mean, the BP Energy Outlook, I don't know how many of you are also listening to the Monday Madness Report, but in just one year, they did a complete 180. They were saying, oh, even in all of our case scenarios, demand is going to rise. And then after coronavirus hit this year, they said, nope, uh, electric vehicles and solar panels are going to crater the demand for oil. It doesn't make any sense at all. And come on, look, guys, nothing has changed in the fundamental supply demand picture for oil to warrant that kind of drop. Look at yesterday. Why wouldn't oil have increased some 7%, if not more? Just as investors are hitting the exits on tech stocks, they're unwinding speculative bets on crude oil. The result? Supply and demand principles that have governed the price of oil for decades is just being thrown out the window. It does not apply anymore.
0: Global supply is still down thanks to those OPEC plus cuts that were in, what, 101% compliance in August. And this low-price environment that's hampering production and demand is on the rise. In fact, road traffic has nearly recovered and Bank of America expects that global oil demand for road use to go positive year over year in the next few months. Now granted, air travel is still nowhere near pre-COVID levels, which has really been keeping demand for jet fuel depressed, but that's only one metric not quickly approaching these quote, normal levels of the pre-pandemic economy. From an inventory perspective, oil demand is still below pre-pandemic levels, but recovery has increased a lot faster than the supply ramp-up, and from a technical standpoint, as long as this trend continues, it should point to bullish oil prices. Either the market is not accurately reflecting the amount of inventory that has been drawn, or it is being influenced by overall bearish sentiment in all
1: sectors of the stock market. And maybe we're not looking at the picture with the correct perspective and maybe 9 million barrels is a drop in the bucket. But I I really just don't believe that. I, I completely agree with you, Tavis. A growing disconnect between oil prices and the actual availability of crude oil has arisen resulting from the influence of market sentiment. Plain and simple, oil cannot survive in a sub 40 price environment because not enough oil can be economically produced to meet world demand at that price. The drop to sub $40 oil is a dangerous price for any oil company in the U.S. and is simply unsustainable. Exactly.
0: This type of low-price environment, it'll force companies to shut in production or even go out of business, which is going to pull more crude off the market. When this happens, supply is going to dry up. But demand is either going to remain or potentially increase as more economies open back up and prices are forced to rise. That logic follows the principles of supply and demand economics, and it's the basic level of how commodity prices are set, or at least how they should be. Now, based on available data, more oil is currently being demanded than supplied, which should keep the prices stable or allow them to rise. Instead, a one-week minuscule inventory build caused prices to wildly drop even after six weeks of drawdowns held the price constant.
1: A major influence on the sentiment causing this disconnect relates to refinery runs and associated refined crude products. And next week, we're actually going to investigate how a key player in lacking crude oil demand, jet fuel, is influencing prices probably a little more than it should. We actually predicted this situation in our piece
0: uh, that part four of the post-COVID global oil demand series, that we predicted other sectors increase consumption, like say gasoline for personal vehicles is gonna offset the reduced demand in jet fuel. But since the media covers the demand destruction in jet fuel so heavily, the market thinks that overall crude demand is still destroyed. When in fact, as we've just talked about in scene, that is simply not the case. So clearly a disconnect exists between recent price movements and the supply demand principles that have historically determined prices. If the market continues to misbehave by following negative investor sentiment rather than technical fundamentals, A strong bullish correction on
1: oil price will be inevitable. And that'll do it. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if not, make sure you leave those comments or contact us at podcast at rarepetro.com. We would love to hear from you and we will see you next week, everybody. Take care, guys.